The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Want to start uh, with this story? We told you about it last week. Uh- a heartbreaker out of Burnaby, B.C., where a 16-month-old boy died after being left in a hot car for nine hours. Today, there's a report out of Maryland where a boy called 911 to report that he and six other children had been left in a car with the windows rolled up and the engine off. Now, the good news there is uh, the boy um, told, well, police were able to track Uh, and rescue the boys, Uh, the children a short time later. They said that they were hot. They were ranging in age from two to four. They didn't know where they were. As I mentioned, police rescued them a short time later. So unfortunately, we know that this happens every year and we are left to ask the questions how and why and what can be done. We're joined this afternoon by Jeanette Fennell, the president and founder of kidsandcars.org. Jeanette, thank you for taking the time. Um, uh Pleasure to be here. Now, let's start uh, a little bit, um, you know, a little bit of background on, on your organization, kidsandcars.org. Um, I mean, it has become a leader in uh, safety when it comes um, to children and vehicles. Um, can you give a little bit of, um, you, you have some history there. You have, uh, you have a story uh, of your own that, that led to you getting so involved with this. Can you share it with us? Uh, certainly. Uh, we were actually kidnapped and locked in the trunk of our car and all this happened when we had no idea what had what had happened to our then nine-month-old baby Mm. so i'll make a very long story short is you know we were taken to a secondary location we were assaulted and robbed and basically left for dead and it it really is divine intervention that we were able to escape the confines of that trunk but um, again, just a big summary is we survived, our baby survived, and now um, we went on to work very hard, collect data, show people that this was happening quite often, and now all vehicles, doesn't matter where on earth they're made, but if they are sold or leased in the United States, they have this little glow-in-the-dark trunk release. Yep. And the best part of the entire story is we have not been able to document one fatality in the trunk of a car that has that glow-in-the-dark release. Wow. So these things work. These things work, and you've dedicated your life to, to making things different and making change. And when you hear about stories uh, like this one that happened in Burnaby Beach, last week where a 16-month-old child died after being left in a car for nine hours. What goes through your mind? Well, obviously we're, we're, we're very saddened and, um, you know, all of our sympathy and empathy go out to the family. There, we don't have all the, you know, details yet mm-hmm. about what took place that day, but it's just so similar, you know, to things that are happening here. Um, unfortunately, in the United States, um, we just found out about the seventh child <sighs> who has died in a hot car. So, um, I mean, that is just this year. And that's wow. coming off the worst year ever where we had 52 children die in hot cars 
last year in the United States. That's, of course, one per week. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, um, as soon as we start talking about this uh, topic, uh, Jeanette, I, I can just, I don't even have to look at my text line. Uh, I can tell you what it says. It's like, how can anyone leave their child in a car when it's hot? How, how does this happen? And, and, of course, that's what we're trying to figure out. And, you know, there's lots of information on your website at kidsandcars.org and some really interesting stuff studies into you know some of the things that can happen can you explain and and not we're not trying to you know justify this or anything but how is it that it can happen Jeanette well we work with a newer scientist I'm out of Florida and he has studied this phenomena and it really comes down to science and the way that our brains let us down so um you know we have what's called a prospective memory and those things that we're going to do in the future but uh, let's say as we're driving along so many times autopilot kind of um sets in and you know i don't know if you've ever experienced but you know on my way to work sometimes i can't remember which route i took or how i even got there Mm -hmm. so it's very strong and it can easily overcome that prospective um, memory but in so many of these cases what's happening is the baby is in the rear seat the baby is forward i mean is facing towards um, the back of the car Mm -hmm. and as a driver you can't tell if there's a child in there or not but um, in any case it's it seems as though what happens is people think that they actually drop the baby at daycare Mm -hmm. and then they go to work and go on their day they probably talk about the child they probably have pictures on their desk but um they absolutely positively believe that they had dropped that child off and it's just one of those um things that our brain kind of can trick us into especially when it's a habit is there advice that you would give or the organization gives um, on some basic ways not to forget your child? Is, or is there a trick? Is there, is there something that we can do in, in the car? Absolutely. And this is the most important thing. And, and, you know, the other message that we think is the most important is for people to understand that it can and does happen to absolutely anyone. So the biggest mistake you can make is to think that it won't happen mm. to you. So now that we're past that and everybody understands we're vulnerable, um, what we have is a program called Look Before You Lock. And what we're asking people to do is every time they arrive at their destination, before they lock the car, just open the back door. You know, make sure that no one's back there. Or even in the case of, you know, people trying to steal items out of vehicles, um, you want to make sure your computer or, you know, nothing is left in the back seat. So, I mean, that's so easy. It takes three seconds. Look before you lock. Then the other thing we want to recommend is, um, you know, if people want uh, to to put a little extra time and effort in, is keep a stuffed animal in your child's car seat. And as soon as you put the baby in, put that stuffed animal up front in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. As adults, we're very cue dependent. And, um, you know, so it says if, if we know, there's always something in the car seat. And if it's not the baby, it's the uh, stuffed animal. And when that stuffed animal is up front, we know the baby's in the back. Yeah. 
Um, what is it, and I don't know, I, I, what's it going to take for, for folks to do this, um, to, to buy into this? I, I guess it has to, goes, goes back to what you were saying earlier, is getting over the, the, the fact or the belief that, that it won't happen to you. Yes, and, that, and that's the toughest part. And, I mean, think about it. What, you know, we get so many different reactions. And as you said, you've, you've already, I'm, I'm sure, gotten a bunch of people <laughs> um, blaming and, um, mm-hmm. you know, shaming these parents. But um, that's the worst thing you can do. And I think p- parents, maybe deep down, know that it could happen, that we're not perfect, that we're human. And maybe if they find making monsters out of the people that this has happened to, and they know they're not a monster, they're a good parent, that somehow it won't happen to you. But again, the biggest mistake you can make. You know, you, you talk about that and, uh, and about uh, the blaming and turning, you know, people into to monsters. And you're right. I have, I have those texts uh, coming in on my text line. And any time something like this uh, happens, we do hear it. And, and then we wonder about, you know, should the parents be charged with something? Uh, what's your thoughts on, on that? Do you believe that the parents should be charged? Well, we you know, kind of categorize the way these things happen. You know, number one, children can be what we call unknowingly left. Um, Two, children can get in on their own. Mm -hmm. But three, the lowest percentage is children are, we'll say, knowingly left. You know, like you were thought you were just going to run in um, to the grocery store and you know that they're back there. So the, the lion's share of fatalities is unknowingly yeah. left. Yeah. And that's well over 50%. <laughs> and, and then, you know, like I said, kids get in on their own. What I like about so much in all the people I've talked to from Canada, when things like this happen, you want to know how can we prevent the next one from happening. Yeah. Unfortunately, when these happen in, in the U.S., it, the first thing is, you know, um, we're going to charge that parent yeah. and, you know, we're going to show society that this is going to help. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. If it's science and it's our brains, our brains, you know, have so many things coming at us. And if it really is, um, you know, someone who doesn't realize the child has been left in, in the back, I don't know what charging yeah. someone would be. Now, in the cases where the children were knowingly left, yeah. and again, like less than 10%, but parents that are possibly on alcohol or drugs or maybe a prior um, interaction with Child Protective Services, um, you know, that could be a different case. But every case should be examined, and um, but people really need to educate themselves on how this happens before they decide if there should be a charge or not. Jeanette Fennell is the president and founder of KidsInCars.org. We're talking about... Um you know, the, the horrific stories that we hear every summer when, you know, children uh, are left in vehicles. And uh, unfortunately, there was, what, 52 died in the U.S. last year, just last week in Burnaby, B.C. A 16-month-old died after being left in a car for nine hours. There's been some talk about um, if technology, um, having something like almost like a motion detector in the back seat of cars, um, you know, is, is that something that we should be looking at, Jeanette, to, to, to help with this? 
Absolutely. You know, the, the first time we told everybody that the kids need to be in the back seat because of the overpowered airbags is when something should have been added. But it isn't. And now over 900 children have lost their lives in hot cars. Um, we are just about ready to introduce a bill here called the Hot Cars Act of 2019. And what that would require is for there to be a system that consents the presence of a child or an animal. And then, um, you know, the driver would be alerted. And um, we're really, really hopeful that this will be the year that the bill gets passed. And what doesn't make sense is we're at the height of awareness on this topic so it shouldn't follow that we have the most fatalities ever. And we really need people to understand that public awareness and education is very important, but it's not going to end this in, these types of incidents. We need some technology. Not different than we get reminded to put on our seatbelt, mm. to not leave our keys in the ignition, to check our tire monitor. Um, you know, you can't buy a car today that either doesn't, <laughs> turn your headlights off for you or, you know, automatically turns them off. So when you look at all these reminders, obviously the auto industry knows that we're human and, you know, nobody wants a dead battery, so they've added those type of features. Well, of course, nobody wants a dead baby. Yeah. And we are going to need a little technology. Well, we'll see what happens with that, and uh, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing, um, you know, what, what comes out of the proposed legislation. Jeanette Fennell joining us this afternoon. Jeanette, thank you for taking the time. Um, I, I, just, uh, I just wish it wasn't under these circumstances, but I, I appreciate you joining us this afternoon. You're more than welcome. Thank you very much. So, 2.20 on the 6.30, Chad, afternoon news. Um, give me your thoughts on what you just heard. You can do so at 6.30, 6.30. Give me a call at 496-0063. And again, there's lots of information on uh, the website, kidsandcars.org. And, and you you heard her say, and, and I was reading some of these articles, too, about this, this brain, the way that you think, and how it can happen to just about uh, everyone. It was a new study. Uh, it was a psychology professor by the name of David Diamond, and um, he says that uh, the brain memory systems that fail when people forget children and cars are the same as those systems that cause us to forget to shut off the headlights when we arrive at a destination. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know how that works. Um, I, I don't understand how someone can leave their car their kid in a car for nine hours and again i i don't want to demonize these parents going through through something so horrific but to me um i i just can't make any sense of it and i and i i get when she says you know sometimes you're driving and you just next thing you know it's like oh my gosh where was i for the past 10 seconds but i don't nine hours how do you not know where your baby is for nine hours Lots of texts coming in at 6.30, 6.30, including this one. I can't believe we need all these alerts for this and that. And the other thing, we powered ourselves through two world wars and didn't need collision avoidance lights on the rear of our cars for back or backup alarms. Now we need an alert for something in the back seat. What more proof do you need that Western civilization, as we know it, is on its way out? Um, and then Josh says... 
Josh in the Park says, Jay, if you need an alarm to remember your child, you shouldn't have a kid. My baby is not headlights. Sorry, that's how I feel about this. Keep your comments coming at 6.30, 6.30. To me, we talk about charging, and she says, you know, every case has to be looked at individually. Was it, was the child left there intentionally? Was it an accident? To me, I start, you know, mulling around the manslaughter charge, like not intentional. But again, it's so hard to wrap your head around uh, how it can happen. Happen. Jim's on the phone. Hey, Jim. Hey, I tell you, this infuriates me when mm-hmm. I hear it. Just, it makes me so angry. I mean, how do you intentionally or unintentionally leave a child in a car? How do you do that? I, I don't. I, mean, I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out, Jim. You know, we see people like you know. Oh, we're just going to run into the store for you know five minutes, and then that five minutes turns into thirty minutes or forty minutes. But nine hours? And I'm not saying thirty minutes or forty minutes is okay. You shouldn't be doing that. No, I mean, and when this when this gal said that, well, no, we have to take a careful look at each case. No, you don't. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I have a pretty strong feeling on this. If you leave your child in the seat of a car and you go in and take care of something, you're responsible right then. You know you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy the fact that somebody's, oh, oh, I forgot my two-year-old in the back of a car. Yeah, you don't believe that, you know, these studies with the psychologist saying, you know, trying to explain how it can happen. You don't believe that. No. No, I don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, and, and this idea of putting most of the, the sensors in the backseat of a car. Sure, if we have to, if we're at that stage, yeah. you know? Yeah. I uh, mean, I mean, is it, no child should die because of that. No. Ever. Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. Jim, I appreciate the phone call. Andre's on the phone. Hi, Andre. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to uh, comment on uh, on this, uh, you know, people leaving either a child or an animal yep. in a car, whatever the case is. But, uh, you know, for years and years, I, I worked for, for uh, a company that, you know, put a lot of uh, demand on, on its employees. You work long hours, and a lot of times you're tired. You go to work tired and uh, stressed out, or you've got whatever's going on at, at work on your mind. And it's, I think it's very easy for people to, uh, to forget things like that, you know, because it's like, you're, like your last, the caller was saying, you know, it's human nature, right? Like, uh-huh. uh, so, you know, I think uh, one of the things and I think this kind of goes across the board in today's economy, is uh, a lot of employers are putting a lot of demands on their employees. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, middle management or, you know, where, you know, you're getting uh, stress from both ends. You're getting from upper management. You're getting people that you need to work for you. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's one of those things that we, we need to, you know, I think, companies really need to uh, to start uh, looking at the amount of work, the workload that they're putting on their people. Andre, appreciate the phone call. I have to take a break for the 2.30 news just before we get to a uh, break. Yeah, some more comments saying you're ridiculous. Just don't be an idiot. And this one, I'm infuriated. Infuriated and motion sensors, sensors would not help if the baby was sleeping. It could be a few hours before motion was detected. Again, you know, we'll cycle back around to this conversation uh, here in, in just a few minutes. Stick around. The 2.30 news is up next.